0: Welcome to this special episode of Bickering Peaks. Today we're talking with Edmonton's own Rapid Fire Theatre about their David Lynch-inspired improv show, Rapid Fire Walk With Me. Happy Pilot Day. Happy Pilot Day
1: to you, Lindsay. Thank
0: you. It is April 8th, 2017, which is the 27th birthday anniversary of the pilot of twin peaks airing on abc yes um and we celebrated by taking in a show this evening yes we did in edmonton's lovely downtown arts district in the old citadel theater Mm -hmm. and we saw
1: rapid fire walk with me yes um which was it is an improvised david lynch
0: extravaganza extravaganza yes Yes, i would guess so (laughs) uh
1: and yeah it was quite interesting it
0: was we had the chance to talk to one of the rapid fire theater um senior players and the director one of the three directors of tonight's performance Uh, yesterday we spoke with paul Blinov. all right so Aiden and I are very, very excited to be sitting here talking with uh, Paul Blinov from Rapid Fire Theatre, which is a local Edmonton improv theatre group, and we are talking with him because they are putting on what sounds like it's going to be an amazing show, Um, Rapid Fire Walk With Me, which is a Twin Peaks improv show that they're doing as part of their Bonfire Festival, and it's happening on Friday night here in Edmonton, and we are just Super excited when we found out about this. We just we had to reach out and talk to them and and we're so pleased that Paul is joining us today uh, Paul, how are you?
2: I, I'm great. How are, how are both of you?
0: <laughs> Excellent. We're, we're good, yes. very excited for this show as you can tell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so first off, why don't you tell us a little bit about rapid-fire theater and the history of the, the theater group and what you guys do here in the city?
2: Sure. So Rapid Fire Theater is an improv theater company. We're dedicated exclusively to improv, um as a as a form and it's been going for, for more than thirty years. So right. longer than uh longer than I've been alive. <laughs> this company has been making improv in Edmonton. Read right on. Um and I've been involved for I guess the last ten years since two thousand six, just over. Okay. Uh, as a performer and uh
0: very long time yeah and you guys run classes and you have your uh, weekend um, your Friday and Saturday night shows uh, during your theater season so you guys are a staple of the yes. theater community here in Edmonton mm.
2: yeah we do about four to five shows a week these days which, wow. is, which is a lot for an improv company to do no yeah. kidding
1: yeah. yeah and you do have quite a big cast there's there's quite a few members you you, you said you're a senior member senior, senior player, senior player yeah. is that
2: right I've been there for about 10 years, but our total company of sort of active players is probably in the numbers of 50 to 60, wow. so there's a, there's a lot of people. Not everyone does every show, obviously. Yeah. But, right. But yeah. there's a lot of people in the cast.
0: So you've got a, a quite a deep cast to, to yeah, pull from, pull from when you've like got this. something like this going on. So, mm-hmm.
2: so, so y- yeah, that's that's sort of how the the Bonfire Festival, which this show is a part of, came to be. Our our company was growing, and, and our performers wanted more and more opportunities to try things and try ideas that maybe didn't fit into one of our pre-established shows. Right. Yeah,
1: because so you guys do like in the we've gone we've tended many times, and we usually see kind of like the short form improv,
0: the theater sports. <laughs> stuff, yeah, the theater right?
1: sports stuff that, that's yeah. that's really great. Um, but this is going to be more of a long form one. So can you just kind of explain for perhaps people who aren't familiar with improv, what the difference is between the two?
2: Sure. So, so theater sports or short form improv are sort of like games or, or scenes that probably only take about four or five minutes. It's sort of an, a plot that's improvised and characters that are improvised, but it's, it's sort of short, short segments. And mm-hmm. in, in theater sports, which is a regular show, it's sort of teams presenting these scenes to the audience, and they battle, and the audience votes on which ones they like better. Yeah. Um, and something like, like this, or like our, our Saturday show, is, is a long form show. So maybe the narrative is 45 minutes, okay. more like a, uh, an improvised uh, television episode or something sure. like that.
0: Sure. Yeah. That sounds hard to do. Yes. I, I as as people who are not performers, no. but who very much enjoy what you guys do, it just it's it's, it's incredible inc- to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's always amazing.
2: It's for sure that you guys can it, do it, that. So, it takes a while to figure out and wrap your head around, especially when you're trying to do um, something in a genre uh, right. or in in the style of, of something else. It can sort of take a little bit of time to to wrap your head around how to improvise in that way.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I can imagine. Yeah. Did you ever do any improvance? Oh, a long time ago. In yeah. High school. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. 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 Same. So, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, so what was the inspiration for Rapid Fire Walk With Me? Whose idea was it? How did this come about?
2: It's a, it's a funny story in that um, three of us all pitched it this year for this bonfire festival, um, sort of unbeknownst to each other. Oh, really? Um, yeah, myself and the other two people who are helping direct this, or directing this, Bob and, and Tara. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been talking with Tara just as we were planning out what we were going to pitch, and, and I mentioned this, and she said I wanted she wanted to pitch the same thing, we were like oh great well we'll pitch it together Yeah, and then um, we did and then our artistic director Matt Sherman said oh Bob also pitched uh, a Twin Peaks inspired show. Wow. So uh so I, you could say maybe something's in the air as we're all sort of waiting for, for the new season of the show. But yeah, that's awesome. three of us sort of are, were big Lynch fans and and, and had the same idea at the same time.
0: That's very cool. That's really cool. That is really cool. And you're right. Like, with this being, you know, we're we're now less than two months away from the premiere, I mean, it couldn't have come yeah. at a better time, right? So yeah. kind of tapping into that yeah. for sure. Have
1: you seen, like, a response? Like, I noticed, I saw the post on Facebook. It seemed to have quite a few responses mm-hmm. as well. Have you noticed a lot of... Positive feedback
2: yeah. already? Yeah, I think people get really excited when you because they know they know Twin Peaks and a lot of people do know Twin Peaks these days and mm-hmm. really like uh, Twin Peaks and are excited for for the fact that it's coming back. The right. fact that uh, we're improvising, this, that we're sort of doing our own take on it, got a lot of our, our improv fans excited. But they they already knew Twin Peaks, so right. this was sort of like a, a double a double win for them.
0: No kidding. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so you 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 guys have done other improv shows. Based on other established and popular TV shows before, and I mean, we've seen the your improvised Star Trek: The Next Generation, um, the Fringe, the fringe yeah, last year. Yeah. Um, oh, great. So we were just wondering, like, what what's the criteria for choosing a TV show to build an improv show around?
2: It's, uh, it can be a little it can be a little tricky. I mean, some of them, you're I guess as an improviser, you want um, you want a mix of being able to sort of improvise to mm-hmm. be able to still make it up and not feel like you just have to hit you know this point and this point and this yeah. other point but yeah. you're I think what you're really looking for is a really rich world with a lot of um, depth and a lot of uh, a lot of interesting sort of uh, places it can go and, and opportunities within that so something like Star Trek obviously you're in you're in outer space and you yeah. can you know there's there's aliens and, and that sort of world of course with David Lynch there
0: Yeah, well,
1: no, absolutely. And that leads me to my next question, which is, how do you how do you prep for a show like this? Is is there a yeah. lot of prep, or is it just kind of you walk in?
2: I think um, to start off, um, it, was, it was our idea was to try and get everyone on the same page. Yep. So, so the people who had said they wanted to be part of the show, the first thing we did was we all met up and we just watched a bunch of different uh, David Lynch uh, clips okay. and and scenes, and a lot of them from Twin Peaks, some of them from his other movies, just to make sure we all had that. Same idea of of tone, and when we say David Lynch, what are we, what are we going for? And when we think about, you know, um, some of the the surreal elements, what is his take on the the surreal? So, so a lot of it was sort of watching and and talking and thinking about it, and then getting it on its feet, giving people, you know, improv in in our in our rehearsal space, giving people suggestions, and sort of seeing them try and. Mold, mold scenes in those directions, okay. and, and how can we improvise a plot that goes into this sort of strange David Lynch territory, but still still tells a story? Yeah. So, so it's been helpful to have three of us on it actually, because it's sort of like.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned that there's three of you. So you're one of the three directors. Um mm-hmm. and obviously with improv there's no script, there's no like
1: there's not even it, an outline really. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's
0: kind of up in the air. So what what kind of role do you take as a director in this specific capacity when you're doing a show like this?
2: Yeah, I think where we started was we, we settled on of of the, the oeuvre of David Lynch, we settled on the, the Twin Peaks or the blue velvet sort of small town with secrets. Yeah. We thought. Made the most sense for yeah. us to start, rather than maybe like an eraser head, which yes. is a bit more of a, <laughs> a difficult thing to, <laughs> to explore. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, so once we sort of set that, it's about... Um, again getting everyone on the same page sort of showing them what we mean by it. when we say david lynch or when we say you know a fish a percolator what, yeah. what does that mean what's that sort of sense of humor versus what we would normally do right and then and then it's sort of doing improv without an audience that's an improv rehearsal yeah which is always one of those things that people say like how can you rehearse improv yeah um and it, in a lot of ways it's harder because you don't have that feedback from an audience yeah. sure. it's sort of you you have in our case we have our directors sort of outside giving giving notes and reaction and things like that, but the improvisers are are basically doing dry runs of the show, and then we're just trying to give them ideas to to push them in certain directions as they go.
1: Okay. Yeah, it still sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But a
0: a different kind of work than, like, uh, I would imagine a director in a, a scripted drama yeah, yeah, or something like
2: that yeah, yeah totally yeah. So yeah maybe a little a little less prep going in but you you have to be very present while everything's going on it yes, for
0: sure and making sure
2: people are getting getting to that place where they feel comfortable in the world and yeah. and exploring it and making making bold uh, choices
0: yeah absolutely That's absolutely
1: um so and, and and this is not the only example of someone lately especially grabbing onto the twin peaks and, and pulling it for pulling it for its own use, for our own uses, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all sorts yeah. of pop culture.
0: Yeah, and we, I mean, uses. we've seen like Twin Peaks burlesque shows yeah. and Twin Peaks yeah. fashion shows and homages like on Sesame Street did one yeah. and Gravity yeah. Falls and like it's, it's all it's over the all place. All over the place,
1: yeah. So, so where do you kind of see this kind of fitting in? Like, do you, do you think that there's always been this kind of current there and you're just tapping into it or do you see it as more of like a, a monopolizing <laughs> or an exploitation almost of, of the season three and everything?
2: yeah i think um I think that world is just so so rich and I think that's why the the show is coming back now right. twenty years later is yeah. people aren't aren't done with that show and yeah. aren't done with this this world and and these characters there's just uh it was so distinctive when it when it came out mm-hmm. and I remember when i you know it was uh I wasn't watching it when it was first on, but when i when I sort of plunged into it i I marathoned the whole thing in yeah. like two weeks yeah you know it's just such this Deep and strange and, and satisfying and wonderful world that's mm-hmm. so so interesting to explore. So I think I think that's why it's sort of persevered in in culture in general. Yeah. And now that it's coming back, obviously everyone's really ramping up to celebrate that as it comes back and 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 uh, and gets sort of uh, another another life.
0: Absolutely,
1: yeah, no, I think celebrates a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah I know it that's is,
0: exactly, yeah. and it's a good time. Like like we said, it's I mean, ten years ago, I can't imagine there being this much interest in a Twin Peaks improv show or Twin Peaks burlesque or anything like that so I mean now it's like to be a fan of the show now it's like the best time other than when it was originally (laughs) on right so
2: yeah 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 and I think I think things like like the internet and sort of these these shows now um, you can find people who, who like it as well even if even if there aren't any people in your in your physical proximity well and
0: that's exactly what what surprised us like when we started doing this podcast we thought we were the only two people in the city of edmonton who liked twin peaks at all and now we're finding all sorts of people and like our favorite improv theater (laughs) troupe in the city is doing an improv show about it it's like oh my goodness this is amazing
2: it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's all, we're all getting chased out of the woodwork here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because yeah.
0: wow. I think that's the thing, is we were all kind of closeted fans for the yeah. longest time, and now we're, we're able to come it's out. It's like
2: and...
1: involuntary community building. Yeah, like <laughs> but yeah, exactly. yeah, but it's great. Yeah, exactly. No, it's great. Yeah, it is great.
0: So. Yeah. Um, is there anything you can tell us about the show on Friday night, like hints of what we can expect, or characters you might be building on, or what's going on?
2: I mean, uh, I think one thing we've had a lot of fun is is in exploring the the strangeness in rehearsal of uh-huh. sort of making those those very David Lynchy sort of red Room-ish moments okay. and and finding that in.
1: Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. For absolutely. for tomorrow and for May twenty <laughs> first.
2: Excited yeah, for this. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you guys are coming. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be great to have you. Yeah, I yeah, know, we're sure. very
0: excited to yeah, be there.
2: Very much looking
0: forward to it. Final question. We always ask everybody who comes on the show, and we know you're a fan, so um, sure. how did you first enter the town of Twin Peaks? And do you have a favorite character or episode or moment that you want to talk about? Just about the show.
2: Sure. I feel like uh, I, I entered the town of Twin Peaks after after um, taking the plunge and just buying the whole collection on, on DVD, yeah. I've never seen it, but uh, the, a now defunct uh, movie studio, oh, uh, a yeah. video record store at Edmonton, yeah. had sort of a David Lynch section, uh-huh. and I'd really been exploring a lot of that. Okay. So, so I found my way there through through a lot of his other work, yeah. I guess. Okay. Um, and in terms of, of favorite uh, favorite characters, um, I'm a big Jack Nance fan. Yeah. I think he just has such a strange uh, earnestness to Mm-hmm. Everything he does, even when it's when it's sort of over the top, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so the things he's done, and of course, Log Lady and yeah. her intros to every episode, yes, are, are encapsulate everything I really love about about that show and about the things David Lynch does. No yeah,
1: yeah, they are very Lynchian. It's it's great. I love it. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> very cool. Is there anything yeah. you're hoping to see in the new season of Twin Peaks that you can think, or any questions, burning questions you have that you're hoping are answered?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean. It, any, any greater context to what sort of came out with Firewalk With Me would be, would be lovely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just sort of excited to, to see where they take it, sort of after where it was left in such right. a, such a big cliffhanger right. um, 20, 20 years ago. Yeah. The idea of coming back to a show two a decades on yeah. kind of blows my mind and I'm, I'm very excited uh, to see what they what they do with that world and and yeah. what's changed now 20 years later in, in Twin Peaks
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Were, were
1: you a fan of Firewalk with me or do, are you one of those people who really detests it?
2: No, I, I love it. I love yeah. it. It's so it's so strange that it answers I mean it answers questions, but in a very David Lynch yes. way yeah. Which yeah. To say, It creates more questions. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I I strangely have a Laserdisc copy of it in my room.
0: You do? (laughs) That's incredible.
2: I went to, I was at a, like a, like a yard sale and saw this and thought it was like a, a, final recording of the soundtrack, I'll yeah. admit, yeah. but then when I went up to pay, realized it was Laserdisc, and was like, you know what, this is this is a, a strange curio to have anyways. Yeah.
0: So. That's amazing. That's, that's cool. That's yeah. very cool. Now you just have to find a Laserdisc player and watch it. And see if that'll...
1: That's, that's the real trick. Yeah. You can also watch the, what was the other one that we watched? On the Air. Yeah. the the Laserdisc yeah. Disc release in Japan. Only
0: in Japan, though, I think. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: So if you don't mind Japanese subtitles, you can watch it Yeah, I don't mind.
0: <laughs> Well right on, thank you so much again for giving us your time. We know this is a busy a busy week for you yes. with um, I mean the bonfire right. festival is is happening now and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you took time out of your day to talk to us and that was awesome. Oh
2: well, thank um, you so much for having me it's, uh, it was a pleasure.
0: Yeah so break a light uh, on Friday and yeah we can't see what yeah. you guys come up with. Yeah. can't wait to see yeah. what you guys come up with
2: <laughs> I'm excited because I don't know either.
0: Yeah exactly that's the <laughs> great I thing about improv. Fun.
1: We spoke to him very briefly afterwards and he said that's kind of the hard part of, of doing a director gig is for an improv show is just walking away and, and saying, OK, go ahead and do it and see yeah. what comes out. Yeah. Um. So what did come out, Lindsay? What What happened? Let's, well, let's it's, try and lay it out. It's
0: hard to recap an improv yeah. show, isn't it? But, <laughs> it really um, is. It's. uh.
1: Well, let's, let's start with uh, how do you how close do you think they got to a David Lynch feel?
0: You know, it it was really good. I thought they they captured it's. Everybody is gonna to go to the weird, the weird part of it, right? You can't get into the deeper mythologies and stuff that David Lynch tends to deal with, um, in an improvised format or, or, you know, even in in a short, you know, forty-five minutes. That's about how long the show was tonight, mm-hmm. um, a one-off kind of thing. But there were tons of elements that that you could see they 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 absolutely referenced and pulled from various places in in Lynch's filmic. Yes,
1: over. Oeuvre. Oeuvre.
0: Uh, so we, let, let's start off first by saying, um, the audience was asked to give two,
1: um,
0: suggestions, suggestions, which is very common for an improv show if you've never been to an improv show. Uh, the first one was an object. I think it was just a, just just an an object, everyday object. Yeah. Uh, somebody shouted out a syringe. So that's what they went with. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, uh, the second thing was to describe, um, an image from one of your nightmares. Yes. And... And they chose
1: a uh, rhino.
0: No, a uh, hippo. A hippo riding a hippo.
1: Riding a hippo. Someone riding a hippo. Yeah. I think so, is how which
0: they it. is not as dark as I would have expected. No, but, but it's
1: it does. I think it worked it, pretty it, well. They did alright with it. It's odd, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So.
0: Um, so then we were introduced to a cast of characters that included a homecoming queen yes with a dark, teenager
1: yes yeah, with a uh, dark side yeah dark side and
0: uh, who has two boyfriends or two potential love interests you yeah. know the the jock type who smokes a lot of weed <laughs> and the the biker guy with the leather jacket who just wants to get in his car and go, Whoa. which was a quote from the show tonight, which I yeah. thought was brilliant.
1: Pretty great. Uh, who
0: are some of the characters that we saw tonight?
1: Uh There was the crop dusting pilot yes. who no longer crop dusts because he has a bad femur because uh-huh. he broke it, uh-huh. which was repeated for comedic effect many yep. times. Uh,
0: clearly, I, I thought very clearly based on a Jack Nance-type character. Yeah, I think so. Paul mentioned that in his in our chat yesterday, and yeah. I think that definitely came yeah, out it's tonight, there. which is great.
1: Uh, there was also a... Uh, the diner a owner. A diner owner. He was like
0: a hippie diner yeah, owner.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, loved his americano or hated them. Couldn't tell. Yeah, couldn't tell. Uh, and the, the most frequent visitor of the diner was the... Uh, how would you describe her?
0: The plunger lady. The
1: plunger lady. So it was a log lady <laughs> analog of... Uh, she spoke to her plunger, um, which who she was called a, a gender,
0: gender-neutral plunger. A gender neutral mm-hmm. plunger.
1: A gender neutral plunger. There was uh, who else? There was also um, oh, the
0: creepy guy who sold the apples. Yeah. At
1: the yeah, end. Yeah.
0: Who was just kind of like the the dumpster guy from Mulholland Drive, yeah. maybe? Yeah, that kind or something. of like, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you had elements of like you know uh, drug use, and there was some extended dream sequences with dancing, which yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, a mysterious fire that breaks out and burns down the diner.
1: And then, and again for long form improv, if you haven't seen it, it's it's always kind of amazing to watch uh, them tie all the elements together. Yeah, because like it felt like a David Lynch uh, show in that there was, you know, just random scenes that didn't really seem to con- go anywhere or connect to anything. But the actors did a good job of you know by the end really tying things
2: more Well, that's, or less what, back that's together. what we
0: always find with rapid fire theater and and most improv that we see is there's this amazing ability to to take disparate elements and bring them together. So in a way, maybe all improv is Lynchian. I
1: guess, but I this know, one maybe. was especially, yeah. The, <laughs> it was
0: it was especially Lynchian,
1: and, and especially at the end, it, it got quite surreal. Mm-hmm. There was uh, the homecoming queen kind of after she didn't either been poked by the drugs or ingested the drugs or maybe just you know self reached some sort of self-realization uh kind of went into her darker side and she did the the bob thing oh that was amazing she crawled into the audience over the
0: cedar seats into yeah. the audience and it was great was
1: distributing apples and other fruit
0: yeah
1: uh which was great and yeah and then at the end it was like she returns home and then her her james hurley-esque love interest kind of came in to to say that he he loved her and then it was like this bizarre kind of thing is happening in the background where the guy who had the bad femur was all of a sudden her dad maybe and he'd been there the whole time and he'd never so actually was left. It a dream? So was it all a dream and stuff? What
0: was going on? But Who knows? Yeah, it was... We will never see the show again. It can yes. never be performed again, which no. is the brilliant thing about improv as well. It's yeah. a one-time deal. Um, there was a live musician, which yep. is something that's that's common in vampire theater. And there so. was a
1: great uh, dance sequence.
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> on top of the car. On top of the car, but they just—you just, could clearly tell that these were people who had um,
1: seen and absorbed a lot of yeah. a lot of lunch imagery. Yeah, yeah, and
0: and were able to pull it out when needed. And we thought the the plunger lady, the log lady analog, was was especially yes uh, on point. Yes, she did a
1: um, great job. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought they did a great job of, of that feel. Um, as far as an improv show could take it, I think they did an uh, an amazing job.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things, bonfire festival. Um, I guess this is the place where they do their, their, it's, they call it their testing ground. It's like the place where they take all these ideas that they want to do and they test them out on, on audiences. So maybe, maybe we'll see rapid fire walk with me as a regular show in their Saturday night long-form improv um, mix. Yeah. Which would be cool. Which would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a, a double bill tonight. There was a, a part two, an act two, that uh, featured a... Um, yeah, it was
1: not Lynch-themed, but Not it was... Lynch-themed,
0: but it was uh, musical improv, which just hammered home again to us just how amazing improv artists and improvisation is. Yeah. Um, because not only were they improvising based on suggestions from the audience, but they were singing and making the words rhyme and being funny and it's just you know improv is is something we definitely deeply respect both aiden and i do because it's something we i mean you're listening to us improv right now and we're not i don't know
1: suck yeah kind of suck yeah Yeah. compared
0: to these guys well they should do our podcast um a few months ago we saw that uh toronto improv theater group had done a similar thing with uh twin peaks or david lynch themed improv show Uh, Edmonton has done it here if you have a local improv theater group in your community definitely reach out to them you should be supporting your local arts anyway but but see if there's any any love for David Lynch in your arts center and uh and then write in and let us know if if anything comes of it because this is kind of the year of Twin Peaks and the year of Lynch and Frost and uh it would be great to see more of this stuff uh come up so yeah any final thoughts, Aiden? Uh,
1: this is why I don't do improv. That's all.
0: <laughs> I don't have anything. Other. Okay,
1: good. Then we're set.
0: We're set. All right. all right. Happy pilot day to everyone out there in podcast land. Yes. Yes. And we'll be back with our regular scheduled program on Tuesday with the next episode of Twin Peaks. If you're enjoying the show and want to join the conversation, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash bickeringpeaks all one word
1: you can also follow us on twitter that's at bickeringpeaks
0: or you can head over to itunes and leave us a review or a comment we'd love to hear from you